What's up, yo? Thanks for tuning in Asian Bitches Down Under, the podcast all about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diaspora point of view in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show via Apple, Google or Spotify or any podcast platform of your choice. And we welcome our listeners to support our show by sending us comments, give us review and share our podcast with your fellow podcast lovers. Make sure you check out the episode's show notes for any collaborations we are working with to promote. Thanks again and we hope you enjoy today's show. Trigger warning. This episode contains discussions of sexual assault. Hey y'all, this is Jessie. Hi, this is Helen. And we are Asian bitches down under. Happy end of November, Helen. Oh How's... yeah, it's the last week. Yeah, how are you coping with the um, torrential rains? Oh, not very well. I hate rains, and you know that, and everyone knows that because I can't take my dogs out for a walk. Oh, I mean, right, they can yes. go out and run, but they just smell so bad. Ew, yeah. yeah. And so humid. Smell. And yeah. we've finally decided we really need to get, and of course, today's a Black Friday. Yeah. In US and now it's in Australia now. Like we never oh had my God. Black Can Friday in past. Black Friday years. was <laughs> so not a thing, like when I was growing up. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. so weird yeah. seeing that everywhere. Like the other day I was at well, I went to, into the city, which is so rare for me, um, because I don't have any affairs in the city and mm-hmm. so I don't need to go there. But I was for I had my first ever gynecologist examination. Okay. Yeah. At the old age of 34, which is, like, really rare. I know most of my friends, female friends, have seen a gynecologist before the age of 34. That's not old. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, I went to see a gynecologist, so I was roaming around the city, and Black Friday signs Science, were yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And I even had to ask my partner last night, what the fuck is Black Friday? Because I had no <laughs> really? idea. Yeah, I, had, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You only become popularised, like, last five years or so. You know, yeah, this, so Helen, tell, we tell always... the listeners who don't know... What is Black Friday? Because we always had like Boxing Day sale, which is the day after yep. Christmas. But Black yep. Friday sale is the last Friday. Well, it's the it's the Friday after Thanksgiving's in US that yep, they have exactly. a massive sale. So yep. apparently, it's getting so big in Australia now. It's surpassing the sales on in Boxing, Boxing Day. Days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because now wow. you can get, you can actually prepare your Christmas gifts before Christmas. Oh, of course. That's what everyone yes. are doing. Yeah. That is very clever, actually. Back to what I was saying before is that we finally decided we really need to get a dehumidifier for our okay, place. Okay, why is that? Because it's just so humid. Oh, yeah. so disgusting. The last two days been yeah. like... Has been so fucking humid. Can I just say mm. also, yeah, um, my partner and I have been walking around... <laughs> Marrickville, and I kept saying to him, this is what Taiwan feels like. Yeah. Seriously, it's so, like, it's sticky. Sticky, that's right, that's the word, yeah. It's just sticky. Which is kind of rare for Australia. Yeah. I mean, Sydney, because we're not really that close to the equator. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. That's what's happening with the climate change, that I think everything's shifting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really hot and humid and sticky and yucky, and it's hard to fall asleep during the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, do you guys do you have an air conditioner? We do, but it's not that cold to turn it on. Yeah, it just feels yeah. sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess um, we we always end up like to talk about the weather because we like to situate and <laughs> immerse our listeners into where we are. You know, the locality of Sydney. But moving on from discussions about the weather, I'd love to talk really quickly about three pieces of artwork that I consumed this week. Yeah. That um, were, you know, I guess playing on my mind. The first is I was really excited about this um, musical called Tick Tick Boom, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, has, it, I think it had a limited release for about a week on, in the cinemas, mm-hmm. but then it came onto Netflix on the 19th of November. Oh, I was okay. very excited. Basically, it's, a, it's an autobiographical musical about the guy who did Rent. Do you know Rent? Yeah, you know yeah, the yeah, Rent? yeah, yeah. Okay, so I am so not a fan of musicals. Like, I'm just like, I feel like, 
I have this very superficial opinion of of it, mm. and I know it's wrong. Okay, <laughs> I know it's wrong, but it's like I have the superficial opinion of it as like the this kind of lesser version of opera, and I don't even like opera, so mm. it's like a stupid opinion anyway. But、um, I do have to say there are number of num the number of pieces, the number of songs from musicals that I'm quite obsessed with, but I don't love an entire musical. Like、um, for for instance, the op- the opening song in Cats, I'm kind of obsessed with because、our、my、dad. friend Billy. Oh, is okay. With oh, really? Okay, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, Billy's obsessed with Cats. I thought it's because our dad's obsessed oh, with memories. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Um, and then there's you know a couple of pieces from Phantom. There's a great piece called、um, I Love Him from Les Mis, yeah, which yeah. is like I'm so obsessed with. And then I guess so. So from that.、Um, Tick Tick Boom tells the story of Jonathan Larson, who it's basically a musical about a failed musical,、oh. and it stars、um, Andrew Andrew Garfield, who、uh-huh. I guess like I have a soft spot for.、Um, he actually won a Tony Award, who knows for what?、Um, I didn't know he was a singer,、mm-hmm. but he trained for a year、um, before doing this role、mm-hmm. as in in the role of Jonathan Larson, who is. It basically tells the story of him when he's thirty. He's a, on the cusp of turning thirty. The whole musical is about a week. It kind of scans the week before he turns thirty, and he's freaking out, and he's kind of comparing himself to Stephen Sondheim and like other great geniuses who created their musicals and became really well known before the age of thirty.、Mm-hmm. And、um, Steve, Steve, La- sorry, Jonathan Larson actually died on the night before the first opening show of Rent. So it's like really fucking tragic,、mm. um, but Tick Tick Boom is、um, so friggin' like the the first opening number thirty ninety is so fucking addictive. Like、um, I will get definitely so- send Helen the、yeah. um, the link to the、um, the song on YouTube、yes. um, and a couple of other songs like、um, Why and、um, Louder Than Words is also kind of my favorites. But it's like it was very poignant. It was it's about him and his struggles. Like he's working at a wait. He's working in a diner and feeling and like working on this、uh, musical that、uh, doesn't really go anywhere. He's worked on it for eight years, and all his friends are kind of like、um, struggling artists. And you know he has gay friends who are. It was in the reason why one of the, the opening musical. Number is called thirty ninety. Is he turns thirty in the year nineteen ninety, and around that time, you know, AIDS was a big thing. A lot of his friends, gay friends, were dying. It's just like the best movie ever, and I like. I just it really inspired me to create something. I guess、mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, I love that. I think I've seen、yeah. the trailer probably only a few seconds into it. I've I've、You're、seen、right. I remember seeing this、uh, scene that where they he's saying that oh I'm thirty and his his friends saying that oh what's what, what's wrong with being thirty, it's like、yeah. turning from twenty nine into thirty、yeah. or thirty nine into forty like the nice like the end of a decade of a decade is so always, monumental yeah always yeah, puts people really in the I don't know the fear of turning old、mood. yeah yeah exactly yeah and part of me after I watched it I was like if a friend came to me and said oh my god this is just another story about a guy freaking out about turning thirty get over yourself I would have said like yeah. Yeah, you're、mm-hmm. right. But、um, the movie was is the directorial debut of Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel. I don't even know his name. The guy who did Hamilton and、uh, Miranda, Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, Ham- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So、um, that this is his first directorial debut,、mm-hmm. and it's good. It's really good. Like I really enjoyed it. And、nice. and Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Okay. She she doesn't really act in the movie. She just mostly does the singing. But she's like great. I just freaking love her. Uh huh. Speaking、yeah. of musical, I've been just、yeah. watching my crazy ex girlfriend slowly. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that, you know, I've only done it a couple of episodes, but that is so good. <laughs> so funny. That is so good. You gave me STD or something? UTI? <laughs> yeah, UTI. And there's the there's a music about、um, her,、uh, the main character's childhood trauma, and they start、yeah. singing "I have no friends, I have no friends" or something like that. It was really funny.、Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a suggestion by Billy as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Well,、um, uh, before I hand it over to Helen and see what she was consuming this week, I just wanted to really quickly mention two books. So I know that Helen, I told you that I started listening on audiobook to Huma Abedin's me- memoir. The memoir, yeah. Last week、yes. you mentioned it. Yeah. Yes, the memoir,、um, us, other, you, and all, <laughs> or something. Um, both and sorry, both slash and yeah. So really quick recap: Huma is the ex-wife of Anthony Weiner, the guy who you know. 
got into a lot of controversy over sexting his penis, blah, 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 you know. And uh, I have to say, Helen, I found I, I had to, it took me a while to get into it because her voice, the way she reads it, reminded me of the way that Michelle Obama read her memoir, Becoming. Oh, okay. And, like, it's not that I don't like their voice, but it's a very, very, very manicured, very manicured voice. And mm -hmm. it's like a voice that says that kind of is a kind of politician's voice or mm. like just a bureaucrat's voice, mm -hmm. a bureaucrat with a story, you know. It took me a lot of energy to say, just maybe stay with it because like I, I kind of was irritated. I kind of, because the thing here is with me, I'm not really, I don't find women who happen to climb the powers of male authority very inspiring. And people like Michelle Obama and, you know, Sheryl Sandberg and all those CEOs and female bosses, she bosses, you know, um, po female politicians, they have just, I think, in my opinion, um, I'd, I'd love someone to... Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I know that some people might say, well, you know, not necessarily, but in my opinion, they're just women who have managed to... I admire them because they have succeeded and formed a path for themselves in a rigorously antagonistic yeah, context yeah, yeah male-dominated which is like i i'm not at all diminishing the fact that that's fucking hard but i feel like people who go through and succeed in those ranks have had to kowtow to a at least a significant degree of compliancy you know, yes. you've had to be compliant yes. to the patriarchy I in some way, yeah, you know? Definitely. And so for me, I'm like, yes, I don't, for me, I don't value that kind of trait, you know? Mm -hmm. But in saying that, like, the thing I do, I think the reason why I read Michelle Obama's Becoming and the reason why I continue to read Huma Ab Abdeen's memoir and I want to finish it, I actually mostly want to get to the part where she talks about Anthony Weiner and their marriage because mm -hmm. I'm just, like, really interested in that, is the fact that, like, for, I'm interested in women who are, um, their identity is outside of the um, the dominant cohort, right? And mm -hmm. they manage to penetrate white authorial spaces. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really want to know how Michelle Obama navigated the White House, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the widest place in the world. And I'm interested in the way, Hume, as a black woman, and I'm interested in the way Huma Abdeen navigated that very wide space working under Hillary Clinton's campaign as a Muslim woman. Mm -hmm. You know, like she grew up with uh, in a Muslim household. She's like Pakistani Indian. Mm -hmm. And um, she kind of had the life we had, but uh, much more wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, her dad was, uh, both her parents were professors. Mm -hmm. And her, her father was like um, quite a well-known professor. And so... That's already um, already she, a class above us. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And um, But she kind of had two lives. So she had like a life in the States where she tried to fit in as just like another white American kid. And then she also lived in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. for like when she was growing up. And so like I really... I'm interested in the way that this woman became who she embroiled is in the life. Yeah. yeah, who she is now. How, how, what was her backstory? Like, it yeah. is interesting because, like, her otherness is her Muslim background, right? Mm -hmm. and, and Michelle Obama's otherness is her blackness. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm, I think there's still worth in, at least for me, I still feel the, it's interesting for me to mm -hmm. see how these women, even though they have complied to whiteness mm -hmm. in order to be where they are, yeah. have um, navigated these spaces. It's just interesting to hear yeah. their perspective, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Michelle Obama's becoming, there is a lot about her talking about her experience when she was growing up as a black woman, Chicago, going through yeah. the college. Princeton. But yeah. then there's nothing that really talks about how, how her identity really interacts with her life in yeah. the White House. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There wasn't much... It talks about the policies or the the initiatives that she took, but it just didn't go into how the color of the skin probably yeah. affects the surrounding, the response, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think there yeah, must yeah. have been some change, not so much changes, but it would be different response from mm. the White House. But she didn't mm. really. Yeah, like you said. I've always been suspicious of the Obamas because they have their press narrative, their media public narrative is so fucking clean mm. that whenever I see that, I'm like, there's got to be something that's going to start Honestly, like, I, like he, nobody is that good. He just he he and Michelle just, just exude this kind of public persona of absolute goodness. They're like holy. And I just think, nah, that's not real. I don't think that's real. Yeah, um, I think they're... 
there is a lot of black people that was against um, Obama because he didn't really oh, yeah. truly done no, he didn't. enough of course not. Um, good for the black citizens. Yeah, and anyone who followed a lot of white policies. That... Yeah, and anyone who um, anyone who says Obama was good is someone who doesn't know what doesn't know the real um, impact and extent and every single facet of what he did. Because you know, if you do, then you'll know that he's very problematic. Mm. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad he was a bad po- politician. I'm just saying like all the decisions that he, that he make would certainly impact both positive and negative sort of yeah yeah i mean yeah also like think about it what kind of a human being is what kind of a man is interested in a job at the white house in the top job at the white house it's a man who wants power wants a kind of power that i just i don't know i i don't think i would want yeah it's just not something that i value myself Mm -hmm. okay so the final the final p- book mm-hmm. I, I finished this week was for my SMH review. It's um, Ed Ayers, Whole Notes. It's his book, um, sort of, it's a love letter. It's a whole book about a love letter about how great he thinks music is. Was that the one that you mentioned last week? Him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so and it's, mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah, I can't recommend that enough. I think it's my favorite. It's my second favorite book I've ever oh, reviewed. Oh, that's nice. My first. My favourite book I've ever reviewed is Kate Holden's The Winter Road, mm-hmm. which is probably the best Australian book that's written okay, in the last I decade, I have to say. To read Ed Ayer's book. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's just so fucking graceful. It's just I know, insane. Very, very graceful. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Sorry. Um, I am still reading Monica Tan's Stranger Country. I'm so slow of reading it, but I'm just taking it and savouring it slowly and following her journey now up to the top end. I won't say too much about it because I want to wait until I finish the whole thing and kind of come back and discuss it. Um, the movies I've seen, I've watched so many. Uh, I don't know if this is considered many. I've watched Finch. Free Guy, and last night we start watching Hawkeye, which is a Marvel franchise, and oh, okay. The Wheel of Times. Mm-hmm. All of them are very male dominant. <laughs> Fucking I think the Wheel of Time. Oh, the Doesn't Wheel, of, the Wheel, of, Wheel time. of Time have um, a female lead. Yeah, Wheel of Time is uh, Rosamund Pike. She's I freaking lead. love. Yeah, Rosamund I, know, I love Pike. her too. She is fucking beautiful uh, she's so great yeah but if you look into it i can still pinpoint some of the things that i didn't like so essentially uh-huh. she plays a, like a witch so okay. she's the lead role of course but uh in from second episode onwards that like, she's injured and she doesn't do much throughout the You're whole kidding. episode she just flies there <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And and they still put her at the yeah she's this at the the front of the poster. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm guessing that you will, there will be something happen major throughout the whole uh, mm-hmm. series. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I, do I want to talk about? The Wheel of Times. Okay, yeah, I like they have a kind of a mixed Asian male lead in there as well. Daniel Henney. Who is it? Daniel Henney. Oh, I think okay. he is Korean and Ameri- Korean American. Yeah, I've seen mm-hmm, him somewhere, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm not okay. familiar about him. And this is what I really dislike about Wheel of Time so far, is that uh, 90% of the characters that die up until episode 3 are all females, and oh, all the females God. are the ones that's been attacked badly, okay, including Rosamund Pike's <laughs> character, and what else... They have put... This is something that I've seen as a trend in the last 18 months or so, as in mm. within movies and also drama, is that they start mm. putting into Asian faces as villagers, mm. as uh, mm. bystanders. You can see like a flash Ugh. of a second of an Asian yeah. face in a fucking medieval village. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, wait, 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 because there were Asian faces in the medieval times. Mm. But can you set the context of Wheel of Time? What is well, it? Well, it's um, it's a bit. I don't know about the whole plot because I'm watching it for the sake. Because my husband read the whole volume and he said that he really wanted to watch it and seeing how this is coming to to his words like coming to a life on screen. It's quite yeah. interesting. So it's very similar to the genre of Game of Thrones, like fantasy. Yeah, I hate it already. Um, battles between houses and oh my God, mostly boring. fantasy for the Wheel of Times rather than political battles, which is oh. very centred in Game of Thrones. So if you think about that kind of genre and if you think about I'm not saying that it's wrong to put into Asian 
faces in this drama, but they have acquired Asian faces in very extremely minor, minor characters,、mm. like the farmer or the guy who's just drinking at the pub,、mm. and they have like a flash of a second, and that's it. But most of the most of the、uh, main cast are non are non people of color. Is that what you're saying?、Uh, the main cast mostly, I would say, mostly white. It's still very white dominated. One of the one of the girl, which they so far in the story is could be like the dragon reborn. You know, it's very like、right. prophecy based. Type、yeah. of story. I think she she is a woman of color, but I'm not so sure of her ethnicity. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, like you said,、um, the trend in which、um, people of color just randomly chucked in to for like administrative purposes to the narrative to to just say, oh yeah, you know, not everyone is white here, but we'll just、mm. like randomly slot this Asian、yeah. person here, and like they literally have zero humanity. Yeah. Um. Or like they don't、um, have any lines any at all. Of, yeah. Any lines? It's. <laughs> It's like、um, it's actually yeah. It makes me think just like don't don't even conclude us. That just makes it worse, you know. I think.、That's、yeah.、Sure. yeah. Um, before I move on to the one of the、mm-hmm. topics that I want to talk about today, I just want we、uh, before we start recording, I told uh, uh, I was say I was going to say I told Aya, <laughs> I told Jess about how my daughter Aya was analyzing the school. <laughs> Oh my god! Please, this week. yeah. Okay, please. So, um, just give us a background. Your daughter is in year three. Yeah,、right? she's in year three. She's、okay. eight years old. Okay. So on Monday afternoon, I picked it up, and on the on the way that we were going to her swimming lesson, she told me that they had their school captain election that morning, and I asked、mm-hmm. her, "Oh, okay. So who did you elect, or who are the candidates?" She told me that oh, she really wanted she wanted voted for two girls. Uh-huh. But you have to pick one girl and one boy because that's a policy.、Yeah. The school captain needs to be one girl and one boy. Yeah, and yeah.、Uh-huh. <laughs> she told me that. Oh, let's sit in the、um, hall and listen to all twelve candidates talking about like、uh, having their speech, talking about、mm. themselves and also、yeah. what they can do for the school. <laughs> This is what store coke in the bubbles. <laughs> This is what I was, said. Yeah, he said, yeah. "Oh, all the boys talked about themselves and mostly about how good they did in sports." Oh my God, she, I love your daughter so much. She's so attentive. And yeah, and then she said that oh, there were there were two actually two brothers, and they had almost exactly the same speech. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> so、okay. I asked her, okay, so what kind of promises did those candidates, you know, offered for the school? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aya said that. Oh, one of the girl said that she's gonna plant more trees. Oh, I love that. Yeah, God, that was. That I was swear,、nice. women are just better. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, she voted for that girl. Yeah, and yeah. she pinpoints something quite interesting that I didn't. I I thought that was good for an eight-year-old that picked up. Um, she said、yeah. that. Oh, one of the boy said that he will make sure that there's pizza in the canteen, but there's already already pizza in canteen. <laughs> You know, as in, okay, an,、yeah. um, the boy wants to sell. They wants to have pizzas in canteen, but、yeah. the pizza, this, the items already on the menu of the canteen. So I didn't know that she would go into so detail, as if she remembers so detail and kind of reflects,、yeah. because a lot of times that people, when they listen to candidates'、uh, speech, they don't process、yeah. and they just take everything in. Yeah, and she actually questioned. Yeah, that、exactly. offer for、what、the candidate.、Said. Yeah, like she was in. She was actually.、Um, she was kind of be skeptical、yeah. of what they're saying,、yeah. not just taking it. Yeah. So I asked. What a clever her, girl. Well,、yeah. if the school, um, if the if you voted for two girls, are they going to both get in the title of school captain? She goes, oh no, it it has to be one girl and one boy. Well, I'd I'd like it、um, if they basically just did what the Grammys. Have done recently this week. Announced they're getting rid of the gender、mm, categories. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully. I mean, like, I get it. Like, you know, equality and shit. But、um, yeah, I just wish that you know, when in a hundred years' time, we don't have to have these things called man and women. You know, that's true. There's no se- separation. I think non-binary. I think with the movement of feminism in the past fifty years, of course, that females want to get in to the spheres of what、um, mm. male dominant. Space, but、mm. now if we're truly talking about achievement and what women can do, I think、yeah. the men are getting to 
be afraid that what women can yeah, actually exactly. do. Yeah, and now yeah, they want the equality of having them <laughs> there as well. God, uh, so can I? Can I just say this reminds me of uh, an article I read today.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I have stopped my SMH newspaper being delivered to my place on the weekends、mm. because I have realized I don't ever have time to read through the whole thing.、Mm. But、um, this morning, during my cup of coffee,、uh, I was reading through last weekend's Good Weekend,、mm-hmm. um, which I love. And there was, you know, Terry Durack. No, who's that? He's like this old white dude who's been writing about food for decades. Okay. So,、mm-hmm. so he's like basically legendary in their kind of masthead, right? And he wrote this little column about how、um, in the last five, six years, restaurants, mostly run by men,、mm-hmm. have been calling run by men have been named after their grandmothers, like Edith, Martha, Judith, yeah, yeah.、Um, Uma, or、uh-huh, something like that.、Yeah. And then at the end, he was like saying. Oh, what about the grandfathers? What about like when? Are, when are the guy? When are the men gonna、oh、start naming、God. their gra-、um, restaurants after the grandfathers? And I was like, Are you fucking serious, dude? Like everything is named after a dude. You、uh-huh. fucking like. Well, I was just so. I, I actually really wanted to write a letter to them and just say, Are you serious, mate? Like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure he just thinks, oh, it's really. I'm just. I was just like a, a you know, a three hundred word little flippant article, but like it made me so angry because、mm-hmm. I was just like, dude, dude, like someone who, someone who wrote that, like, and with that, with that kind of mini complaint at the end, clearly is not aware、mm-hmm. of how everything is named after his gender,、mm-hmm. you know. Men, women's body parts are named after men. Yeah. Like, just, just, just because like a handful of restaurants have been named after women. He's like, what about the grandfathers? Oh my god. I'm like, for <laughs> <laughs> our listeners, Jesse's giving up the fingers. <laughs> oh my god, my heart rate、yeah. is just climbing. I'm so angry. And、I'm、there's、so、a reason.、Angry. There's a reason that those owners would name after their grandmothers. <gasps> It was most likely that the grandmas did the cooking. Fucking did the yeah, cooking. Yeah, inspired、exactly. them. <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you and do you know any grandfathers who did cooking? Oh, our granddad did cooking, of course. Our our granddad. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Our granddad. He ran a restaurant. Yeah, yeah that's he was very like, rare. That's、cook. very rare. Yeah, even yeah. there's a restaurant in Ch-、uh, in Chester just recently opened. Not、yeah. recently, probably the last few months during the lockdown. It's called Ama. Yes,、yeah, it's, it's above、uh, Chester Station, so we have to go and try it one day. Oh my god, I love that、yeah. because just speaking of ama, which is like um the word the word for grandmother、yeah. in Mandarin, um,、uh, my partner his um grandma's Ukra- he's half Ukrainian,、mm-hmm. and in Ukrainian、uh, it's called baba,、uh-huh. like gra- grandma's baba. And we went to a restaurant last night called Barbers in Marrickville. Okay. Um, and oh my god, Helen, I swear. <laughs> I, the vibe is great.、Mm-hmm. It's like in a converted warehouse, loud music, all the furniture and everything is like very kitsch.、Mm-hmm. It's like you stepped into a suburban,、um, a suburban household、yeah. from the seventies.、Mm-hmm. Like it's really beautiful.、Um, the food was a bit overpriced. Yeah, I have as, to say, my, my cocktail, <laughs> my little cocktail, cost twenty two dollars. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Anyway, the waiters and the owner like are ridiculously attractive. Everyone, all the patrons, look like models. <laughs> like I just felt like constantly insecure being there. But but yeah, like um, I can't wait to see um, go check out Amars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole grandma pan-、um, maternal thing, I love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, that- and please don't complain if like you know we don't name things after grandma. <laughs> I'm sure that food critic or whoever he is. Terry Durack. Yeah, he just feels threatened. He's、oh, just like,、God. oh, everything's named、um, by the female, and I don't have any credits now. I'm feeling that my existence is gonna be smaller and smaller. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's just so annoying. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, let's take a quick break, and Helen is gonna come back, and we're going to talk to us about a very good piece of news for、yeah. New South Wales this week、um, about affirmative consent laws. Back. Hey, we're back, Helen. What happened this week at the New South Wales、um, Parliament? Okay, so on Tuesday, the long process of securing the affirmative consent law in, of New South Wales—I have to clarify that it is only in New、yeah. South Wales so far—has、mm-hmm. been passed.、Uh, if you don't know, 
this maybe go and google it. we'll just talk about it today but also that we encourage you to check out our uh, episode number 50 where we had some discussion about consent topics which was initiated by Chanel Contos um, I think she is still urging the Department of Education to enact some sort of consent education and I believe that she was uh, mainly targeting the private schools because all the all the yeah. um, DMs that she's receiving are mainly from girls from private schools yeah, and of course her own self-experience so the new laws means that a person cannot reasonably believe another wants to have sex without doing or saying something to make sure that's the case uh, New South Wales Attorney yeah. General Mark's big man said that if you want to engage in the sexual activity with someone then you need to do or say something to find out if they want to have sex with you too so th- th- mm. that's what he said simply so this bill was initiated a couple of years ago by the sexual assault victim slash survivor Saxon Mellon who was sexually assaulted in 2013 in the back alley of a nightclub in King's Cross. Um, so the case was going on for a couple of years. The perpetrator was convicted guilty and there was a back and forth appeal. The main problem of this case was that the perpetrators say that he, I didn't know she did not consent which is an mm. extremely to- toxic response and behavior for mm. a, a lot of men out there. I do believe a lot yeah. of men out there that they think that, oh, because she didn't say no. So mm. I thought that she yeah. agreed to it. You know, I'll take yeah. control. And it's oh. a very ingrained and deeply toxic thinking. Um, yeah. Even even into now that... Uh, yeah, totally. Just look, the, just look at the way that Bond treats his that, women. That's right, yeah. It's just forceful, you know. It's a, a, a yeah. lot of men thinking that, oh, if... I do forceful movement to... Yeah, women actually like that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, God. This is so disgusting. Yeah, um, during the process of uh, passing this uh, law, there were some obstacles, and I thought I found this was quite interesting that was brought up. Sorry, it was mentioned at the 7am podcast I listened this morning. Apparently, that Bar Association was on the opposition side of this law because they think it oh, will yeah. criminalise the consensual sex. Which I thought was yeah. really ridiculous. It sounds like to me that yeah. they're saying that they worry that there will be like accusations, and it also indicates yeah. that they refuse to believe the victims. Well, that's their job. And if it's coming out, it it also becomes. It also sounds like bar association. You think about it, it's probably barristers, barristers, and dominated Re- by men. <laughs> yeah, and therefore Republicans. Uh, you, I think like ninety nine percent of barristers in Australia went to private schools. The, the men, mm-hmm. the men, I'd say. Yeah. And they're most men. So they will so, think yeah, that, they were, oh, this just... law is going to go be against also, me. I'm I, not going to approve. Yeah, and also I have to say, um, <laughs> yeah, that is literally like the, I, that is literally the definition of like a defence barrister. Um, that kind mm. of talk, that kind of way of thinking. Um, I don't know how those people go to sleep at night, I have to say. I really yeah. don't know. Yeah, this is they, they Yeah, um, they, they defend just, oh, yeah, I have no words. Anyway, go on. Mm-hmm. So I want to emphasize this to talk about consent on this episode. Like, how do you communicate about consent with your partner? Is this something that we... Like, for me, I think that it's something that we were never taught about yeah, when course. we were growing up. Yeah. And as I'm sure that by now our listeners have been hearing us complain about parenting, strict mm. <laughs> parental style. Mm. I mean, they're good. But our parents, uh, they were never taught us about how to interact within the relationship. And communication was never on the agenda during our family gatherings mm. when we were younger. And so let alone the discussion about sex. It's never been really an engaged topic within our family. I think mm. how we learn to interact with our own partners or at least this is by my own observation experience, mm, was mm. through watching movies, dramas, and watching the interactions of the older couples, say our parents or our grandparents, or maybe our friends. And with for the sexual interactions, for me, it was through intuitions or the guidance of my partner. I guess if some people have older, more experienced partners, you know, it's the guidance... Mm by them not necessarily older you know but for females your partner if you're 
in a heterosexual relationship, your partner, male partner, is usually older, you know, and where else? Maybe pawns, you know. Mm. I'm, I've got so much to talk about pawns and adult videos, and they are extremely toxic when I was growing up. Like, this is only, I only realize this when I become a mother. You know, I still watch pawns now, yeah. you know, you still have to get the sexual pleasure. Yeah, yeah. But often, a lot of adult videos portray um, storylines that is very degrading of women. And I want to point out a major toxic assumption that many Asian women learn when they were growing up is to be reserved. Yeah. As in being submissive. Yeah. Never express your desire to have sex because the society will label you you as a slut. Mm. Again, it's like a degrading and demonized woman who knows how to pleasure themselves. And... Of course, patriarchy, they want women to be under the control of men. They shouldn't have autonomy of their own body. And one characteristic that has framed this assumption is by creating uh, storylines that I've actually watched in adult videos. Mm. Um, is that women saying no during sex? Mm. Like, they yeah. push the the men away. Yeah. But she's, she... Her facial expression is like she seemed to be enjoying right, the sex. Right, yeah. So it's like a very confused message yeah. that you're sending out to young people yeah. or whoever's watching yeah, exactly. the, the the video. Yeah. yeah. And this kind of scene has flourished in the nineties and perhaps earlier. And what is so fucked up is that it sends out a message to men that believes that when woman is refusing and saying no, yeah. that it is actually their meaning yes. Yeah. I know, yeah. yeah that literally, there are literally like a, um, a numerous scenes in all of Bond movies. Like, um, I can think of like mm-hmm. one with Sean Connery where like um, he's in a like a stable house with a woman, and mm. then she's like trying mm-hmm. to run away, and he just keeps grabbing her, and then she finally gives in, and then she enjoys mm. it, and that's like supposed to be <laughs> like that's supposed to be sexy, but it's like yeah, it's the so most fucked. fucked up thing in the world. It's so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the reason that we have this kind of law now is because a lot of assumptions that have deeply, you know, I don't want to say brainwashed, mm. but taught um, through maybe generationals of um, not learning, but it's just something that people picked up mm. because they see, they do, they do what they see. Mm. Yeah. And they assume that, oh, it is okay. Mm. And it creates a wrong type of communication skill mm. and of course and when one becomes that women are taught that never to express themselves directly mm. and always expecting men to guess or knowing what they want mm. Mm. or say one thing but expect their male partners to go the other direction so it's so so fucked up i learned this through my own experience is that i always tell my partner i.e. my husband, that the things that I want, and I'm very, I'm very clear yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes is yes, no yeah, is course. no. Yeah. Because I don't want my kids to learn that kind of fucked up methods, yeah, you like, know, being reserved Or like try and, and read submissive. my mind kind of shit. Yeah, or trying to, yeah, I know, I hate that. Yeah. yeah. And of course that we need to kind of evaluate how we can change the society perception into making consent more... It's a normalized because people's gonna say some people's gonna say that oh but it's unsexy when you talk about consent yeah. when you're already in the mood yeah. but no okay it is a very important thing yeah. and it is important that you understand both of a party are agree to have sex yeah. from a woman's point of view I really encourage everyone I I I talked about this earlier this year when I was reading Melissa Feeble's Girlhood mm. there's a chapter called thank you for taking care of yourself where she uh, shared her experience about going to a cuddle party where you actually identified your own physical boundaries yeah. and especially for women because we grew up um, not really having autonomy of our own body yeah. and a lot of kids even now and I know that it probably doesn't only happen in Asian countries but from my own observations is that a lot of Asian like elderly so still like to hug or kiss the kids without their consent <laughs> like yeah, yeah. they were just saying that oh it's okay because i love you because you're cute yeah. you know yeah. so i'm going to like pinch your face yeah. or give you a uh, kiss yeah. it's basically you're denying the kids their rights to say no mm. and when they 
when they're growing up, they kind of they will be like shadowed by the powers from right. the authority yeah. and not knowing how to say no when they're coming to danger. Yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, so I, I thought that chapter was so amazing、mm. because she explained how that she felt uncertain about saying no at the cuddle party because they always ask,、mm. they always have to verbal consent,、mm. and when she's approached by a man, but she doesn't feel a hundred percent. But at the same time, she feel like, oh, if I say no, I feel rude. Will I offend? Yeah,、exactly. yeah, I feel rude.、Yeah. So this is something that we all need to practice as women, and we all need to practice to teach our young girls and also boys as well to say to,、no. to say no when you feel uncomfortable.、Yeah. Because if you don't have that practice when you're younger, you end up growing older, and then you're unsure about what's actually happening. Yeah, you know and. The government has just released. I think it was last week. I posted something on Instagram that there was a in- investigation into sexual assault at government agencies. There were actually people that saying that I'm not sure whether or not that was a sexual assault.、Mm. They, they they don't know whether or not a certain action from a colleague was a harassment or、yeah. an assault. Yeah. yeah. So you can't identify whether or not that gave you a feeling of uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so it's very important to learn that. Yeah, you know, and don't make it into a taboo. Talk about sex with your kids. It's something very important. Yeah, I mean, it's、yeah. the most important thing in our lives, right?、Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, and you also it confuses people when they're older, especially for women that could, they get mixed up between sex and love. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing this from a lot of.、Uh, a, I'm seeing this from some of the Asian social circles in entertainment arena as well.、Um, we'll s- sometimes see some scandalous news coming out saying that oh, this young actress or young artist been sleeping with an older, say,、um, representative、mm. or an older artist, but he denies that they ever have a relationship,、yeah. and then she starts saying that she, oh, she's、thinking. accusing him for. I, I was in the.、Um, I was forced,、yeah. you know. So there's an imbalance of a power of in a relationship that female could feel like they're mixed up for the intent of love, yeah. Rather than they were actually dominated by that kind yeah, of power. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's literally the the story of Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. She was infatuated,、yeah. so in love with this guy, and he was just、mm-hmm. like playing her like、um, all the other. Twenty-two-year-olds. He played all his life. Like、mm-hmm. he was, he had an affair with、um, a woman, Jennifer Flower, for twelve years before he became prime minister. I, president. Yeah, sorry, president. Yeah, he. <laughs>、um, he. I don't know how Hillary Clinton put up with him. I mean, she has、mm-hmm. a lot of、um, ghosts or、um, demons in her closet, whatever the expression is. I'm not、mm-hmm. saying she's perfect. Yeah. But boy, I mean,、yeah. I'm listening to this.、Um, Slate podcast season two of Slow Burn that goes into detail about the whole Lewinsky Clinton affair. Thanks for the recommendation,、mm-hmm. Billy. Shout out to Billy. <laughs>、um, and I just like absolutely astonished by how gross and bacteria-like Bill Clinton is as a person. I just I have no idea、mm-hmm. how someone like that could rise to the halls of power. But then of course I do because you know that's what. That's what ha- that's what you get,、um, because that's the way the world works. You know, you're rewarded.、Mm. For, you get away if you're charming. You get away if you're good looking. You get away if you're good with words. Honestly, like、mm-hmm. so many people get away,、um, just get away in life and succeed just by being very, very eloquent. I have to say, you、mm-hmm. don't have any. You don't have to have any morals. You don't have to have any kind of inherent value, intellectual or like emotional good value. In order to succeed in this life, because this world is f- fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes,、yeah. very much so.、Yeah. Speaking of Monica Lewinsky,、yeah. we I also want to mention Peng Shuai. Oh yes. So this very controversial tennis player in China that's been going around the viral、yeah. hashtag.、Uh, where is Peng Shuai? And for our listeners, Peng Shuai, her surname is Peng, <laughs> not Shuai. Yeah, come on. Yeah, thank you, Helen, for correcting me. <laughs> Because、um, I think all the articles are using、huh. the correct、um, order、yeah. f- to write the to represent the Chinese name now.、Yeah. So Peng is her surname yeah, and Shuai,、cool. which also me- means handsome. Shuai, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in Chinese, I-, I found that very interesting. It's a very cool name.、Yeah. 
So what happened to Peng Shui is that she made she posted a lengthy um, Instagram. Her, oh no, Weibo. Yeah, Weibo. Was aware on Weibo about her her feelings and her experience that she is accusing one of the very high powered position minister in China saying that she was forced to have sex with him. Mm. And then right after, like 30 minutes. Oh my God, that is so fast. What? The efficiency of CCP. Yeah, no, 30 after, minutes, within yeah. 30 minutes, her post was removed, was deleted, and everything that you about her was deleted on the web, on, on, online. Yeah. As in, you can't even use a search engine to find her name in China. Mm. Like the Peng Shui, it doesn't exist. Mm. So she became invisible. She would disappear for two weeks. And I think it was just... Last weekend that IOC have managed to had a video conference with her. I didn't I didn't know where to watch the video. I think it's probably somewhere out uh, online. But they were just saying that in conclusion, she's safe. Mm-hmm. She's sound and safe and she wants privacy. Yeah. So she doesn't want anyone to bother her. Uh-huh. That sounds really suspicious. Then uh, right after that, there were a couple of selfies of herself that she posted just to say that she's okay. Oh Thank you for everyone's worrying about her. Yeah. I think there's a lot of issues that's behind her selfie. And yeah. this definitely doesn't sound okay, right. Okay, take us through it. Yeah. In, let's, okay. let's interrogate so, it, Helen. Describe the selfies. Okay. Hold on, let me have it up on my screen. Okay, so um, on ABC News, they shared a screenshot of Peng Shui's selfie and it titled, Why this selfie from Chinese tennis player Peng Shui featuring a photo of Winnie the Pooh in the background is causing a stir online. Uh-huh. Um, for anyone who doesn't, who's not familiar with the connection of Winnie the Pooh and <laughs> the leader of China, uh-huh. Xi Jinping, I think it was initially a couple of years ago. I I am assuming it was Taiwanese netizens uh-huh. that have mentioned Xi Jinping looks like Winnie the Pooh. Right. And I thought that was a really cute comparison. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. But Winnie the Pooh is actually basically kind of banned to talk to be talked about in really? China because Xi Jinping and maybe CCP feels like it's a degrading um, comparison <laughs> because Winnie the Pooh is a dumb little, dumb little fluffy, <laughs> probably cute, cute thing. Yeah, and I don't really think it's only the the appearance yeah. that it looks like a, he has no qualities or characteristics that's similar to Winnie well, the Pooh, who well, is kind has. and warm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I love Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. God, I love Piglet. Piglet was my favorite. I thought Piglet was Piglet a... is someone. Piglet feels like there's someone that has gone through so much trauma. trauma. I know. Oh my god, Piglet <laughs> would be such a fucking annoying friend because like they just would know they would never leave the house because. Sorry, that sounds... They have huge anxiety yeah, no, issues. That sounds like I'm, like, I'm berating people with anxiety, which, you know, I'm, I'm not, um, so I take that back. But um, I used to love Piglet, perhaps because I saw myself most in Piglet. Um, but I had no mm. idea Piglet was um, a man. <laughs> Piglet's a dude, right? I think so. Yeah. I always feel like Piglet is a bit more non-binary. Yeah, I have to say, let's say Piglet's non-binary, yeah. yeah. Non-binary, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, on this news article, it says that the picture has caused some question whether or not it was deliberately attempt by her to draw attention to the image of the cartoon bear. Online discussion around the significance of Winnie the Pooh image, image has some people believing it could be subtle message from the tennis player. China critic Lita Huang Fincher said that the photo of Winnie the Pooh was a distressing signal. Oh, wow. And it's particularly because that, that picture of Winnie the Pooh is uh, in a photo frame. It's a photo. Yeah, and he's posing with, next to someone. Yeah, he's posing, I assume, could be Peng Shui herself. And it also is kind of signifying that someone's watching you, so you can't do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and right behind yeah, her. Yeah, and she's posing with um, Panda, the Jack panda, Blacks, the yeah. Panda, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it is a bit worrying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? I and mean, what about the um, what about your um, the stuff that you've read about her being pregnant, and so she's going into hiding. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure whether or not any Western media has picked up, yeah. but I've heard from my friend. One of the Chinese sources have reported 
that uh, another Japanese source. I don't know where they get this from, honestly. So don't quote me. I, I don't have an exact um, source. Yeah, of course. This is just a speculation. Probably it's weird, not true. It's all speculation that she could be pregnant. That's why she went into hiding, whether or not she had a miscarriage, abortion, or she's keeping the... It's all speculation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, she's a victim. Yeah. She's truly a victim. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen. It's very worrying. And I do hope that the world is starting to boycott the Winter Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Which is happening which it will be February in, next year. In Beijing. Yeah. Oh my God. Which is like literally next month. That's well, right. Very, yeah, soon, very soon. Right after Christmas. Yeah. That's it from me. Well, I'd like to end on a happier <laughs> note. Um, mm-hmm. It is about five, six weeks until five it's four it's about four weeks now sorry about exactly a month until christmas yes. oh my gosh um what are you most excited about i am excited about i don't know whether or not that i should be excited about because i just heard that the weather's going to be so wet this summer so i can't go anywhere yeah. um i'm excited about getting together yeah if the case doesn't rise again yeah. and if you know the if we transition into the relax of restrictions well enough so we can actually you know see each other more frequently yeah and taking time off yeah i guess yeah yeah what about you i'm excited to get into uh, my summer reading list because i usually because i always read on the go and it's usually book um, work related books I'm excited mm. to just read like about five books that are just for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And excited about, yeah, I guess like planning for next year. Not that I ever do that. It's hard to plan now because we yeah, never no, know what's going to happen kind of, with the COVID exactly. situation. Yeah. I think. And this morning I just heard that there's a new variant. Fuck. What? Really? Mm. Wait, in Sydney? There's a new variant from. No, it, it hasn't. Well, so far, it hasn't arrived Sydney yet, but it's coming up from South Africa. Oh my god! Yeah. So. Okay, let's. Uh, let's no, I don't. Yeah, let's not end on that <laughs> note. Stop there. Yeah. Let, let's just end on um, us getting looking forward to getting together with the family. Yeah, and we're gonna prepare some episodes before the end of the year to maybe just. To reflect on our year oh, yes. and maybe so we'll talk the about the next coming episodes. Give ideas, yes, give ideas like that, that yeah. are not toxic for women. The top books this year, the top movies this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and we're really excited to be giving you these um, in the next coming weeks. Fantastic. So that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google and Apple. Remember to give us a five-star rating. And we welcome listeners to send us your feedbacks or any topics you would like us to explore. Check out our updates on our socials and make sure you share with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of Asian bitches down on down. And let's continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So we'll chat to you next week. Stay dry, guys. <laughs>